This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. I'm Caleb Brown. Trying to get a handle on the size and scope of civil forfeiture in America means getting your hands on the data. The Institute for Justice has been fighting with the IRS for seven years to get access to a single database containing forfeiture data. Kathy Sanchez is a researcher at the Institute for Justice. She's happy to report that the data is now forthcoming. We spoke last week. How long has the Institute for Justice been trying to get this information out of the IRS, and why were you trying to get it? So we filed the FOIA request in March of 2015, so that was seven years ago. Um, We asked for the information uh, as part of our research uh, on forfeiture, um, partly for our flagship report on placing for profit. Um, It's our report on forfeiture. So at the time, we were just requesting uh, forfeiture data from the states and from the federal agencies. So we were really interested in getting a picture of uh, what forfeiture looks like at these levels. And uh, I think Treasury was really the one that gave us the the biggest issue, and it ended up as a seven-year battle. Okay, so what was the what was the argument from the agencies about not providing the data? So they originally said that the request was overbroad and it would disclose sensitive information. So they argued that um, they would have to go basically cell by cell to redact and that it would take 96 years to do so and cost us uh, $750,000 uh, in fees. Uh, So it did not take 96 years. (laughs) Uh, So what changed between then and now? Well, what changed, it was the lawsuit that we filed um, in December of 2016. So that was was really what took the the longest time. It was litigation. We also had a a mediation process. Um, And the reason why they ended up um, ultimately giving us the data, um, you know, they really fought tooth and nail uh, initially in district court and uh, in the appeals court to give us the data. Um, but so when we were in district court, they reversed course and they said that, you know what, actually, the problem is not that um, we can't give you this these data for 96 years. The problem is really that your request doesn't make sense. Um, they said that we asked for the records contained in the AFTRAC database um, and they came around and said, you know what, it turns out that AFTRAC is not a database. Um, and so there could not possibly be any records contained in it. So it was really an issue of a, a technicality that uh, that they fought us on. Have you had time to look the data over? What's in it? So we have not. This is a, this is a massive database. Um, you know, the last time we looked through a database like this, it, it took us a long time to really piece everything together and to figure out um, what's contained in it. You know, we, we've been able to figure some of that out along the way, um, but it's it, it will take a while. What do you expect to learn and what will the public soon know after you're able to go through this information? So with these data, we're going to be able to really answer any question that we've asked of uh, similar states and, and federal agencies. So we can... Um, learn some things that are, I mean, even the most basic information, we have not been able to, to figure out um, about what the IRS does in terms of its forfeiture activity. So this is um, something as simple as just the number of forfeitures that they conduct a year. Um, 
and we can get into some of the details like uh, how much revenue is obtained through criminal versus civil courts or from administratively versus through actual judicial courts, um, uh, figure out the the nature of the forfeitures, what exactly is forfeited. You know, we think it's probably going to be currency and cash, but, um, you know, maybe there's some cases that uh, might look differently. So we really don't actually know what we're going to find. Um, and that's part of the fun. So, uh we should remind listeners about how the federal government engages in forfeiture, uh, what agencies typically do it, and, you know, are they doing it with or without criminal convictions? Uh, and what do we suspect about the size and scope of it right now? Right. So it's mostly the federal government that pulls in the most um, dollars in terms of forfeiture. So states are forfeiting, so they have their own forfeiture programs. Um, the federal agencies also have programs where they send monies back to uh, state and local agencies who participate in their programs. And really the the big problem with forfeiture and the reason why we were requesting the data to begin with is um, how big of an issue forfeiture is and the threat that it poses to um, American civil liberties. So, you know, you hinted at um, the criminal conviction piece, and it is through civil forfeiture that um, states and the federal government are not required to show that uh, someone is guilty of a crime and guilty of using their property in a crime before taking their property. So just to to clarify here, these are people or businesses that are having assets seized by the federal government, uh, often without the benefit of a criminal conviction that they have been shown to have done anything wrong. Right. So the government doesn't have to prove that. Um, as to how often that happens, it, it's really hard to tell because, you know, we're going to be getting, uh, we're going, we have the records now from the IRS and the records contained in its AFTRAC database. But, you know, even this being the richest source of information on federal forfeitures and what the IRS does specifically, um, unfortunately, it's uh, the way they track forfeitures is from a perspective of really, it's it's kind of self-serving. So they track the forfeitures and the assets in order to make sure basically that they keep track of the assets and that they can get the proceeds. So uh, the AFTRAC database that we obtained does not, will not tell us specifically about uh, how many people are charged with a crime or convicted of a crime. So we would really like to see a forfeiture transparency. Um, eventually, um, instead of instead of the current state where it is, um, you know, where it is is kind of self-serving, uh, we would like to see forfeiture transparency uh, really get into the issues of being able to tell us, is forfeiture actually um, effective to fight crime? So you, you mentioned that you've been asking of asking similar information of states and uh, police agencies in various states, uh, you know, what's different, broadly, what's the difference in terms of asking for that data and why have states generally been more forthcoming? So it's not just states that have been forthcoming. Um, the DOJ has also been incredibly forthcoming. It, it has uh, a similar database that, uh, that the IRS has, um, and it provided its data originally um, within just three months. So three months compared to seven years, that's a big difference. Um, 
And at the state level, um, we had had some issues um, there. So it's it's really kind of a mixed bag. Um, and the reason why the IRS data are so important is because it is the largest seizing agency behind the Department of Justice. So we have this uh, big blind spot when it comes to the federal government without those data. And uh, can the data that the IRS ultimately provided, can you ultimately uh, track down individuals who have been, in many cases, wronged by the feds? So unfortunately, it won't get to that level of detail. Um, like I said, this is really an asset tracking system. Um, so it doesn't tell us a lot about the proper about the the people involved. And like I said, that's uh, where we would like to see forfeiture transparency eventually, really focusing on what happens to the people. Because right now, the way civil forfeiture is set up, um, it's uh, I mean, even looking in the, the legal system, um, it's the asset itself that is sued. So the property owner is really left out of it. Kathy Sanchez is a researcher at the Institute for Justice. Subscribe to and give a rating to the Cato Daily Podcast on your podcast platform of choice and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>